Hey ladies, I'm so glad you could join us online today. I hope you all had an incredible Easter weekend with your families. So this week, we are in week 11 of our freedom study. And last week, Pastor Ann introduced us to a new topic in the study about vessels of honor. And this week, we're going to dive into that a little deeper and talk about how we can become those vessels of honor, those people that God wants to use to bring forth his plans and purposes in the earth today. So will you follow along with me in 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 20? It says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your daughters, Lord. And I thank you right now, Father, that your word is going forth. And I just ask in Jesus' name that your word would go straight to the places of our hearts, God, that we need it to. I pray that distractions would be set aside, God, and that we would be able to focus in on what it is that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, this year, Easter was so different for us, like it was for so many of you. And, you know, a normal Easter Sunday, my husband wouldn't be home with us because he would already be at church just preparing for the day and doing whatever his tasks were to get ready for services. So, you know, this year, since we were all going to be home watching church online together, I decided that I was going to make the most of it and go big for breakfast. So we get up, we do our Easter baskets, you know, do the egg hunt, all that kind of stuff. Get church going on all the different devices, get the kids set up for their Bridge Kids online experience, and I head to the kitchen to get to work. Well, a few minutes after I had been in the kitchen, my three-year-old son comes in and lets me know that he's ready for breakfast. And I told him, okay, buddy, mom is making you a special breakfast, so just be patient, okay? So I get to go work on all of the stuff. You know, I get the bacon out, get it all going, get it ready to go in the oven so it's nice and crispy. I get the eggs all cracked and whisked up and seasoned. I, you know, get the waffle batter made from scratch-ish. And, you know, I get the orange juice going and the parfaits made with the homemade cream. And I'm in the middle of making this gourmet feast for my family. When my son comes in and says, mom, I'm ready for breakfast. I said, it's not ready yet, buddy. Okay. It'll be ready soon. And he said, okay, fine. Can I just have cereal? And I said, son, listen, mama is making you a really special breakfast. Okay. But there's just a lot of steps that I have to take to get it ready for you. Okay. But just be patient, hang in there because you're gonna love it. So I finish my work in the kitchen, get the breakfast, all go, get it set out on the table for everyone. We sit down to eat, and my son devours everything on his plate and more. And that bowl of cereal that he was so desperate for before, I'm pretty sure, became an afterthought because he had tasted of the goodness that Mama had made up for him in the kitchen. And you know, so many of us are at different places in our walk with God. Our stories are all different. And, 
You know, nobody starts out as silver or gold like this scripture talks about. We are all a work in progress. And you know, as Christians, we tend to sometimes want to rush through the process that it takes, that takes place in growing our walk with God. But if we will take the time and take the steps that we need to take, the end result is us becoming those vessels of honor that God can use. Remember back in week four of our study, we talked about spiritual order and we talked about justification and sanctification. Now, justification is an event that takes place when we get saved. Sanctification, however, is not an event. It's a process and it's a journey where God molds and transforms our character. Let's take a look for just a second and look at four different stages of Christianity. The first stage of Christianity is unbelievers become believers. The second stage, believers become disciples who begin to grow. Third, disciples become leaders who find their purpose in life. And leaders, fourthly, leaders become servants. And you know, our greatest goal as Christians is to walk in the purpose that God created us for. And that requires that we become his servants. But we have to remember that this is a process and there are some steps that we need to take. So let's talk briefly about three different steps that we can take in becoming those vessels of honor, those people that God wants to use. The first step that we can take is to offer our bodies. In Romans 12 verse 1 it says, And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. I love the way that verse reads in the message, and I'm going to read it to you. If you have a message Bible, you can read along with me, but I'm just going to read it to you because I love the language that it puts around this verse. So same verse in the message. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. So the body is the place where sin functions. So we might sin by saying something with our mouths, or by um, looking at something with our eyes, or touching something with our hands. But when we are intentional with our bodies, we can make conscious decisions to avoid sin altogether. In Romans 6, starting in verse 12, it says, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. We can make huge progress towards becoming vessels of honor if we're just willing to pray every day, God, here I am. Father, cleanse me. Take every part of me. All the things I've done, God, wash me. Take my appetites, my actions, my habits, Father, my addictions, my tongue, Father, and consecrate them to you for your glory. The second step that we can take in becoming these vessels of honor Number two is renew our minds. 
In Romans 12, verse 2, it says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we just learned how sin functions in the body, but the mind controls the body. So sin starts in our minds. In 2 Corinthians Verse 10, 3 through 5, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So in this passage, we see that spiritual warfare is going to happen in our Christian lives. And we have to equip ourselves for battle because the enemy is trying to scheme us and destroy us. And you know, one of the ways that we fight the enemy is by demolishing arguments like the scripture says. An argument is an idea, okay? And the enemy's goal is to plant thoughts in our mind that are contrary to God's thoughts, And we need to stop listening to the voice of the enemy and start listening to the voice of God. Listen, if the voice of God says that by his wounds you are healed, believe it, all right? Warfare is exchanging the report of the world for the report of the Lord. And you know, when we align our hearts and our thoughts with the truth of God's word, his perfect peace and power will rule and reign in our minds. So here's the main question when it comes to spiritual warfare. Can the devil get you to believe him? We've got to take our thoughts captive and compare them to what God's word says is true. You know, we fill our mind with so many things. We, you know, TV shows and music and books and and different entertainment. And, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with these things at all. But we need to ask ourselves the question, are all of these things taking precedence in my life over the word of God? Because listen, girls, we have got to saturate ourselves with the word of God. Okay, it's the word of God that enables us to combat the lies of the enemy. And when we turn off the programming of the word of the world, the voice of God becomes so much clearer to us. Amen? The third step that we need to take in becoming vessels of honor is to surrender our wills. Romans 12, 2 says, then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So the body is the place where sin functions. We know that the mind controls the body, but the will controls the mind. As we learn to surrender our will to God, his perfect will becomes the motivation in our lives. You know, in Matthew 6, Jesus tells us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. So, you know, rather than approaching God with our agendas, let's come to him like this and just say, Father, I want your way. I want your will, God, have your way in my life. And you know, when we pray like this and we surrender our will to his, 
we're able to honor God in every aspect of our lives. And that's when God can use us. And that's when we step into his purpose and all that he has for us and the God-given destiny that he has for our lives. Now, when we start taking these steps in becoming vessels of honor to be used by God and to advance his kingdom here on earth and his plans and purposes, we need to remember two things, okay? One, there's no greater honor than to be used by God. And two, we're gonna get the attention of the enemy, all right? We can anticipate the attacks of the enemy because when we become vessels of honor, those people that God is using to bring about his plans here on earth, we become a threat to the enemy and his plans. So of course he's gonna attack us. Listen, we belong to God. We're his children. And there's not anything that can change that. There's nothing the enemy can do to change the fact that we belong to God. But we still have to prepare to go to battle with him. So what are some of the ways that the enemy tries to fight us? He tries to keep us from growing spiritually by trapping us in sin. And how does he trap us in sin? through temptation. Temptation is, you know, those things that, that uh, the enemy makes ex- seem extremely appealing to us, but those are the things that are extremely harmful to us. And you know, temptation is not a new tactic of the enemy. It is something that he has been doing from the beginning of time when he tempted Eve in the garden. He even tempted Jesus, okay? So we know that he's gonna tempt us. But we need to remember what the word of God says. In 1 John 4, 4, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. We have the power to resist the devil and his schemes. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Here's the thing about temptation. As we give into it over and over again, we start to give Satan a foothold. And you know, those footholds, if left undealt with for long enough, become strongholds in our lives. And strongholds are incredibly dangerous to our spiritual condition and they need to be torn down. You know, we all have different struggles in our lives that can become footholds. You know, maybe you're a person that, and you deal with anger or, or rage or abuse of some sort or drugs or alcohol or, or maybe lying or pride or greed or envy. You know, there's so many things that we struggle with in our lives. And you know what? We need to make sure that we know what our struggles are, that we know our areas of weakness. Because here's the thing about the enemy is he's smart. And he knows where we're weak. So we need to know where we're weak as well. He knows the areas of our life that are a struggle. But here's the amazing thing is that God has given us power to overcome the attacks of the enemy. So if you find yourself in a cycle of sin, I wanna encourage you this morning, don't give up hope, okay? Don't give up hope. Ask God to help you and to give you a repentant heart. And remember this verse in Psalm 37, 23 through 24. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. And listen to this, girls. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. 
The Bible says in James 4, 7, that if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. So let's take the next few minutes and let's look at some keys of how we can resist the power of the enemy so that we can walk in the purpose that God has for us. I'm gonna give you four different keys and and just for the sake of of example, I'm gonna use the example of pride just to show you the application of how these keys can be put to work in our lives. So right there, wherever you're at, if there's something that God is stirring up in you and and there's a a stronghold or a foothold or an area of weakness that you know God is wanting you to deal with, I wanna encourage you to put this application into place over those things. All right, so the first key that I wanna give you is confess. Healing starts with admitting that we were wrong. Okay, we have to first acknowledge the sins in our lives, the areas where the enemy may have a foothold, and bring those things to God. So maybe a prayer. I'm going to use the, I think I said, the example of pride. Okay, so maybe if it was a pride thing, maybe my prayer would sound something like this. Father, I confess that I have been a prideful person and that I've allowed it to rule In my thoughts, my actions, and my words, please forgive me for being conceited and proud. Okay, the next key is to repent. When we repent, we make a conscious decision. We make the choice to go in the opposite direction, okay? So we have to set our minds on a new course of thinking. So maybe that prayer would sound like this. Father, I repent and I choose to humble myself before you and clothe myself in humility so that I can be a vessel that you can use. The third key that we want to do is to cast off. You know, sometimes we can feel like we're not forgiven even after confessing and repenting. And that can make us feel a bit unworthy. It can make us feel defeated and Listen, I just want to tell you right now that those feelings are lies and they're from the enemy, okay? Because when we repent of our sin, it's covered by the blood of Jesus, okay? And we need to tell the enemy to get out and cast him off in the name of Jesus. We've got to refuse to allow the enemy to use these footholds against us any longer. We've been given authority in the name of Jesus, so let's command the enemy to flee, So maybe that prayer would sound like this. I cast off pride in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I break the spirit of pride and all its effects in my life. I declare that pride has no place in my life. And the fourth key that I wanna give you is to bless. You know, once the enemy is removed, we've got to fill the place that he once held with truth and promises found in scripture. We've got to speak life over ourselves and over our situations and circumstances and stand on the truth of his word. So maybe that prayer would sound something like this. I declare what the word of God says in James 4.10, that if I humble myself before the Lord, he will lift me up. I choose to believe Psalm 25 verse 9, which says he guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. I release the blessing of a humble spirit in my life. Listen, girls, if we will take the time to just stop and look at our lives and ask the Holy Spirit to show us areas of our lives where we're weak, 
where the enemy has a foothold on us. If we will ask God to give us discernment, he is so faithful because here's the thing is that he loves us. We're his daughters. We are his chosen ones. And he wants us to walk in freedom. We are created to be vessels of honor that God can use for his kingdom and for his purposes. And, you know, although it can be challenging and it can be messy at times, it comes with incredible reward. It's obedience to the will of God that brings about his blessing into our lives. And, you know, not only will we see his blessing flow into our lives, but he will use us as a catalyst in our homes, in our families, in our communities, in our places of work, in our schools to bring about hope, to bring about peace, to bring about change, to bring about the goodness of God all around us. You know, I know that we've covered a lot this morning. We've covered a lot of different things and there's, there's just a lot to unpack here. And, you know, and maybe when we talk about becoming vessels of honor as a whole, maybe you're sitting there right now and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, oh, wow, I've got a lot of work to do. How is God ever going to use me? I've got all these things in my life, all these areas that I need God to come in and clean up. Can I just encourage you this morning to not allow the enemy to discourage you? Because we need to remember that God corrects those that he loves. So if there's something that God is whispering that bringing up in your spirit this morning, an area that you need to work on, I want you to know that he is showing you that because he loves you and he wants you to be better. He is not showing that to condemn you or to make you feel bad. If you are feeling condemned, if you are feeling shame, if you are feeling guilty, you need to know that those feelings are coming from the enemy, not from God. God loves you. He corrects those that he loves. So we need to allow him in, allow him to correct us, allow him to show us the areas in our lives that we need to work on. And you know, when we come to God with pure hearts and with a desire to change and grow, God is so faithful to come alongside us and hold our hands and walk us through every step of the way. But we've got to remember that it's a process. We're all a work in progress and this doesn't happen overnight. So we can either take the steps to get that gourmet breakfast that I was talking about earlier or we can settle for that bowl of cereal. But let's be women who are faithful in the small steps, in the day-to-day things. Let's set aside time to spend with God. Let's take inventory of our lives and our hearts, and let's apply that tree of life perspective that we learned early on in this study to every single decision that we make. And you know, when we do this, we keep ourselves pure, We keep our lives clean and we will be ready for the master to use us for every good work like we talked about in that scripture in 2 Timothy. Right there where you're at, I just want to pray with you. I want to pray over you. So will you just bow your heads with me? God, I thank you so much for your word. Father, I thank you for your truth. And I thank you for your daughters, God, for everyone that is listening right now and for those that are going to be listening in the future. 
Father, I just pray right now that your word would encourage us, that your word would wash over us, God. And I pray that your Holy Spirit right now would go to the places of our hearts, Father, and that you would show us the areas in our lives that where we are weak, that you would show us the areas, God, where Satan has a foothold in our lives, God. And I pray that as you show us those areas, God, that you would God, in your goodness, remind us that you're showing us because you love us, because you care for us, because you want to change us, you want to grow us, Father, not because you want to bring shame or condemnation. And so, Father, I pray that we would just be women who would open up our hearts, God, and who would receive that love and would receive that correction from you, God. And Father, as we take these steps, Father, in becoming people that you can use for your glory and for your purpose, God, I just pray that you would use us powerfully, that you would use us in our homes, you would use us in our communities, in our schools, in our workplaces, Father, and that you would advance your kingdom, God. I pray for your peace to rest on your daughters right now, God, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Men. You know what, ladies, we have so enjoyed doing this teaching with you, and we actually have one more week left. So next week, Pastor Ann is going to bring the final teaching in our freedom study. Next Tuesday at 10 a.m., I want you to join us again here online. And then the following week, I want to encourage you to join us for Monday night, April 27th. Mark your calendars, girls, because we are going to online have a night of prayer at 7 p.m. And I want to encourage you over these next couple of weeks to just be asking the Holy Spirit, really be seeking God and saying, asking him to show you areas in your life that maybe you need to experience freedom, where you need to break free of some things. Maybe you'll go back over these chapters that we've been talking about over the last few months and, and you'll dive in and find those areas of your life where God is really wanting to do a work. And I just want to encourage you to hold on to this because we are going to be praying for you and we're going to be believing that God is going to bring breakthrough in your life in Jesus' name. So join us for that April 27th at 7 o'clock. Hey, make sure you're staying connected with us this week on social media. We've got some fun things coming your way. We love you so much. We miss you and we are praying for you. Have an amazing week.